The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome to our Pip Panther Rants and another Sportsman's Podcast. Brought to you by the Sports Drink. Check them out at www.sportsdrink.org or go to their Instagram at Sportsdrink. Just remove the vowels. Same with our Twitter as well. All right, guys, let's get into this. Last happened with Pit, Pit Athletics. Mostly our two big sports, football and basketball. Football. They close out their season nine and four with a win over at UCLA in the uh, Tony the Tiger Frosted Flakes Bowl or Sun Bowl, whatever you want to call it. Um, as far as that game goes, you know I watched it. It was it was great because it was on a Friday afternoon, and with all the opt outs. It didn't seem like Pitt had a chance, especially you know when you're play, you know you're replacing your quarterback. But I was expecting um, be- better things out of Nick Patty this time around because he was you know he was the guy this time. And if you look at his stat line, he didn't he didn't complete fifty percent of his passes, but he made big plays when he needed to. I mean, he also made. Some plays with his feet. I mean, he has 72 yards rushing on top of his 20-plus yards passing. I mean, obviously the first half, and with that pick six when they were down 20 to 14, it seemed like things were going off the rails, but the defense held strong. The offense eventually woke up. And at one point, Pitt had a chance to take the, uh, you know, take, you know, put the nail in the coffin, and they couldn't. And we were stuck with UCLA driving down the field with their backup quarterback, taking the lead with under a minute left. And I remember I tweeted after we, after we fell behind, I tweeted, "Happy New Year's from the Pitt Panthers," because you know this is basically how a lot of these, you know, these games end for Pitt. Win up, win up, blowing it. But no fear. Nick Patty got the ball, and he got the team down the field. Man, nice throw to Jared Wayne, who found, who made up for that drop that would have put the game out of reach. Had a nice throw to Bob Means. Had a nice run to set, you know, not only to get the first down, but to get us more in the field goal range. You know, so Ben Sauls can do his thing because. He was kicking in the wind, and he made some pretty big kicks in, in the wind. Pick him out victorious. As far as you know, the whole thing goes. Going back to Nick Patty. Yeah, his stat line wasn't great. If you look at it, but he made plays when needed to. He also had some drops in that game that didn't help him. One particular was a Jared Wayne drop. 
Jared's going pro, and I wish him all the luck in the world. I'm guessing he, the extra year he feels isn't going to help him. Maybe that's true. But I think he, you know, as far as making a pro roster, he has an up, uphill battle. I mean, he's not, he wasn't consistent catching the football, and he's going to need as much help as possible. My hope is he gets that figured out because he's doing the same stuff in the pros the way then in college this past year. They all look for him making any type of a roster, whether it's practice squad or whatever. It's going to be hard. I mean, worst case, if the XFL is still around, you got that. But that's really about it. Now, Ronnie Hammond had a nice game as well. He was a big uh, catalyst in keeping us in it. The pit defense came up big in the second half. Especially in the second get, secondary. I mean, we... Uh, I mean, Dorian Thompson-Robinson got pulled from the game. Dude was three picks. But um, UCLA did it early, early on. They were moving the ball. And, of course, we saw that last drive where we pretty much had them on the ropes. They call a run play, and sure enough, they're down the field. And our defense is rattled. We, we burned two timeouts because we didn't know what the hell we were doing. We had no timeouts left with the, when we got the ball back. But I will say with Nick Patty, I felt like there was something different with him in the huddle. Then we saw with Keaton Slovis. It just felt like there was more of a leadership aspect with the court with with Patty under center. It's it, it just felt like he had more command of the offense. I mean, he did pretty well for a guy who was pretty much you know back up the whole year, and for him to come in and get these guys lined up with under a minute left. I mean, play was over. He was getting him, he was getting him to the line, whether it was the spike or that. You know, he knew when to tuck the ball and run. And we were left and uh, questioning why he wasn't the starter from the from, from the get go. My th- theory is, and they they said one of the big things that Keon Slovis got him, you know, won, the, won him the job was his accuracy. He was more accurate than Patty was throwing the ball. And I think that's what the staff. That's why the staff trusted Slovis more with the offense than Patty. Was due to accuracy. Now Slovis has mobility. We saw on several occasions, but. I don't know. It just didn't seem like he had much confidence back there. Throwing the football. Whereas Patty, you know, although at times he was inaccurate, he seemed to have more confidence. I mean, I mean, in fact, he had more balls back there operating on their center. And that type of uh, confidence is pretty much why we won that game. You know, was was a big factor winning that game, especially driving down the field get that game-winning field goal. 
Pitt finishes with a 9-4 record. They finished 22nd in both polls. Uh, one of the funniest, though, was that uh, James Franklin didn't rank Pitt at all. And Arduzzi ranked them ninth, I guess. Oh, petty is petty, I guess. Although, Narduzzi ranked TCU, I guess, one of the lowest. I think lower than four, I believe. As far as that game goes, I mean, that whole playoff, you know, Michigan, TCU was a good game. I honestly feel like Michigan lost that game on purpose because they didn't want to play Georgia. Because they knew what the end result was going to be. I mean, they play, I mean, Georgia had some guys out as well, but TCU played their butt off and they got to the championship game and unfortunately they were just overmatched. I thought they would beat, I initially thought they would beat the 13-point the spread and, and they didn't even come close to it. You know, Georgia scored on the first drive, then TCU fumbled on their drive, and Georgia scored. They got a field goal. Uh, TCU started out slow, and that's something they couldn't afford to do against this Georgia team because they just they made TCU pay almost pretty much every possession. And there's and then we got the we got the end result. They dropped sixty plus on TCU and. Not even Jamie Dixon could solve that offense from Georgia. I'm sure with the 12-team playoff, I mean, some people did complain or start complaining about the how you know the, the top four was that TCU didn't belong. This system with four teams wasn't perfect. It was never going to be perfect. I mean, if we saw what happened with the BCS, the BCS wasn't perfect either. But now we've got 12 teams with an expanded playoff coming soon. Maybe things are a little different. My guess is we're going to see more SEC and Big Ten teams in the, in the playoff. So, kind of a money grab for them. I'm, I'm sure we'll see Clemson back in it again if they keep what they're doing. Who knows? Now, as far as Pitt goes... They had some more guys declare for the draft. Jerry Wayne and Habuka Baldonado were two were two notable ones, which was expected. Pitt did gain some guys. They get Derek Davis from LSU. They get Donovan McMillan from Florida. Another another Whippeal kid. And, I mean, it used to be I hated, I loathe the fact that Whippeal kids who initially left, you know, passed over Pitt, what ended up wanting to come back. I, I loathed it because I felt like Pitt was a fallback option. But um, the way the transfer portal has been and with the NIL and everything else, you ha- at this point you have to welcome these guys back because who knows maybe they are good players after all they just need somewhere where they can succeed and and as we saw with some other guys like MJ Devonshire and John Petrushin Petrushin with the Penn State Devonshire with the Kentucky we welcomed them back and they helped Pitt 
win an ACC title. So obviously the staff feels that these guys can contribute to Pitt, and that's why they're bringing them in. Same with uh, Phil Jerkovic as well. And it's also, at the same time, they're playing at home at Pitt. And if anything, they're showing these local kids that it's if you want to stay home at Pitt, it's okay. There's nothing wrong with it. You don't have to go out of state or out of the city to go play elsewhere and have a successful college football career. You can stay at Pitt and win. But uh, Pitt's obviously add some more guys in our quarterback room as well, besides Djokovic. Christian Valu, I guess it's pronounced like, like Mary Lemieux, something similar. Uh, he's coming to Pitt. So, I mean, I, I, I was kind of concerned about our quarterback position. I mean, we had, I mean, we, we did have Nate Yarnell, who had a night, who had a nice completion in the uh, Sun Bowl. He did pretty well against Western Michigan. Um, I think our quarterback situation is a, lot, is a lot better. And, you know, as much as I was hard on the receivers this past year, one thing we did see in that bowl game was how good these receivers can be. I mean, uh, Bob Beans had a decent games, so did Kanina Mumfield. And maybe just having a better quarterback. Well, we saw with Kenny Pickett, too. If you have a good quarterback... Then, who can get the who can get the ball to his receivers, make the throws? Then maybe this whole situation with the QB receivers isn't as bad. I can say probably I feel a li- I mean, in terms of receivers, I feel lo- a little better coming in the next season. Uh, quarterback is another thing. I mean, we we you know we've seen how jerk of it can be, but I know he's got injury problems. But I'm hoping we see more out of this offense, and of course we need to get we need to definitely get the ball to our tight end more because Gavin Bartholomew didn't really get much activity in this past game, you know, in this in this bowl game. I think if, I think as far as our um, defense goes, I think it's going to be business as usual. You know, it's going to be next man up. But uh, overall, you have to, you know for next season you got to feel good about Pitt for next year. Now, as we as we gravitate towards basketball, Pitt did just lose a heartbreaker to Duke. I mean, they, they did they did beat they did beat the nine the eight and a half nine point spread. They led at halftime; they had control of the game, but then the second half, they couldn't get buckets. They were turning the ball over. They were fouling, and some of the fouls were questionable. But they, at the end, they, they lost control of the game. And that was the same thing with Clemson, too. They had a lead, and they, they lost control of it. And they seemed to have a hard time playing with a lead. But you can't really complain with how this, this team is so far, especially in ACC play. They're, they're a lot better. Their record's a lot better, and the, the effort is there. I think we can, it's obviously safe to say that last year, was pretty much a th- you could pretty much throw that season in the trash. I didn't like where it was trending though because 
if you look at Capel's history with especially Oklahoma, after he loses Blake Griffin, he lost some other players, and by the time he could get the players that he wanted that, would bought, that were totally bought into what he was doing, they fired him in Oklahoma. And with Pitt, and you know, now with Pitt, this year he's got guys that are more bought in. Uh, we definitely need John Hewley back. But first, whatever it is he's dealing with, you know, whether it's you know, mental or whatever, you know, he's obviously got some personal things going on. That takes precedence over wanting him to come back. I mean, he needs to be right before he comes back, if he ever does. But it would have been nice to have him last night because they could have used him because they got out-rebounded like hell. And you can't, when you're not rebounding, you, I mean, regardless of who you play, you, you got to rebound, especially against Duke. At the Cameron, you got to rebound. And that eventually, in the end, they came back to bite pit. I mean, they just, they got out-rebounded, out-hustled in that second half. And they just couldn't match you know, Duke's energy. Now, on the women's side of it, uh, I love Lance White. He's a nice guy. He has a lot of energy with, with you know, towards the program. He, it seems like he's recruited well, but it's not reflecting in the win column. And I need to talk. I need to turn this off because I'm getting more of these freaking email notifications. From work. Let me turn this off. I mean, there's no dying Lance's enthusiasm and things like that, but he's got to show it in the win column, and he hasn't. This was the year to do it. I, I don't know. I think it may be the big, this could be the end for him this year. I, you know. I'm not sure what happens to Capel. I think, I mean, if Pitt can at least get the NIT, which is a possibility. A lot of people are saying NCAA tournament, but I'm thinking NIT right now. I, he definitely comes back next year. I don't think Pitt wants to buy him out. I mean, I, I did see the column where he wants to be here, and he saw that there was a lot of things when he took over where where AAU players didn't realize that Pitt was in the ACC. And there was a lot of other things, you know, where, where Brandon Knight wanted to recruit, that he felt he, we can recruit Big E style and still win the ACC, or Jamie wanted to recruit, you know, it was a lot of that, but it seems like something got lost in the fold with Pitt Hoops towards the, towards the end of Dixon's era. And then, of course, we went to Kevin Stallings, which was a disaster, but I'm sure Capel is trying to make up for it now. I mean, I mean, Capel did try to bring some guys in. He did. He brought in Xavier Johnson, Adis Tony, Trey McGowan's, Justin Champagne. Champagne left, you know, due to the draft. He wanted to go to the NBA. Xavier Johnson's still playing somewhere. I think he's in Indiana still. Audius Tony played in Iowa State last year. I mean, he. Some of these guys just weren't bought in and it just didn't work out. And of course, we ended up, what happened was last year's result. 
This year it's a little different. The guys are bought in. And I don't foresee him. Unless this season Tilly flies off the rails, which I don't think it will. I think they'll remain competitive. Cable is going to come back, and I don't think the Pitt's going to... I don't think Pitt wants to... They, I mean, they were paying for Kevin Stallings' buyout. I'm not sure if they still are, but I don't think Pitt wants to get in the business of spending money on buyouts. Because if you look at what happened with some of the other programs, I mean, UConn was paying buyouts to um, their former basketball coach and a whole bunch of football coaches. I mean, Louisville is in debt because of all the buyouts they're paying for their failed basketball coaches and football coaches. Although their football coach Satterfield is now in Cincinnati. So they were kind of, they were kind of off the hook for him. But overall this year, I'm feeling a little bit better at pit hoops. Last year I wasn't, I totally hated it. But, um, some people weren't happy about it, you know, with Capel staying, but, Pitt was going to pay the buyout, and of course, I felt in, in the end, we were better off seeing if Cable could write the ship with the NIL, you know, NIL, you know, transfer portal and whatnot. He has a nice class coming in next year, as it stands. So I don't, you know, I think he'll be here a while. Now, the Steelers finished their season 9-8. and eight, And given how things started, it's kind of amazing they finished 9-8. and eight. They missed the playoffs, and, which is unfortunate. But you know what? Pitt, you know, the Steelers had a really good team in 2000 with, uh, you know, Cordell had his resurgence. They lost some heartbreakers that year. One particularly was a home against Philly where they had a, where they just let them come back and they lost in overtime. If they win that game during the playoffs, you know, it just didn't, you know, just didn't happen. You know, I think they lost that game. That was a heartbreaker. They lost to Tennessee. They were leaning for most of that game, but in the end, they just couldn't, they just couldn't pull it out. Uh, that, that Cleveland game they lost, that was with Ken Graham or, um, they try lap for a field goal and it was ended in disaster. But uh, that game set the tone for next season, and the Steers went thirteen and three. Probably should went to the Super Bowl. You know, maybe if maybe if New England doesn't record their practices and know and learn, you know, spy on them and everything, maybe things change. Man, that game sucked too. But it wasn't so much that. It was you know New England. New England controlled the last scrimmage in that AFC title game as well. You know, that was another thing. And plus the special teams gaffes, we had a bunch of them. And that offense was more of a ball control offense, and it wasn't geared to, to come back from big deficits. And not to mention, we put Bennis. Back in, and he wasn't 100% really. We should have probably stuck with Am- Amos Airway. We didn't. 
and we had opportunities in the end to tie the game, but Cordell folded under pressure when the game was on the line. I mean, he made, he threw some pretty bad, you know, he threw, I think, I believe he threw two really bad picks. I know the last one, he just melted, he just really folded. I just remember watching that Super Bowl against Patriots and Rams and seeing the Patriots come out. And I thought to myself, that should have been the Steelers coming out of that, you know, that tunnel. And it wasn't. Sucks, but that's life. But Tomlin, a lot of people were, a lot of people were, you know, there was a lot of people that were hoping that the Steelers would go like two and fifteen because you know Ben was gone and Tomlin couldn't fall back on Ben. Uh, Tomlin's surviving without a lot of play, without a lot of you know players that he doesn't have anymore. I mean, he's he has survived by quote unquote cowards players. He survived by Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell. I mean, he survived a lot of stuff. And he survived this. And, you know, next season should be, a, you know, it should be an encouraging season next year. But they need they need help with our offensive line. That's a big issue. Although I'm seeing, I, I see that they are going to draft a cornerback. Probably a good idea, but they definitely need to build, rebuild those lines. Especially offensive line. But the receiver, they look a little. They look a little better. Pickens is gonna is gonna be a monster, monster for years to come. I'm not sure about Deontay Johnson. Uh, he keeps dropping passes, driving us nuts. Najee's showing some signs there. He was giving me Trent Richardson, Richardson vibes with his running, but he seems to be getting better. I mean, he's definitely a guy you want to keep around because he can, you know, he he can catch the ball in the backfield. I mean, he didn't make that big catch against the Ravens. Kenny has been showing that he can get it done. Although I'm tired of us selling for field goals, but when when it's on a line, Kenny's been able to deliver. We we we've seen that a whole bunch of it. But I'm gonna wrap this up, you guys. Hell to pit. And we'll see what happens with the pit hoops.